The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. Okay, wow. Swish my swish swish. <laughs> swish swish. Yeah, so we've had a lot of stuff uh, going on lately, as usual, seems to be uh, kind of the case. And uh, uh, one of the things that uh, popped up uh, this week, again, as it seems to be a pending issue, is the rental housing market. Uh, Frankie owns rental properties, correct? Yeah, I got yeah, a couple. Yeah. But I mean, other people in town, you know, the, 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 you've had a steady drumbeat of people who are showing up every Monday night at city council and complaining. Um, and then you've had tenants who are there complaining. And then some, but some of these tenants also have their own issues, but then they have issues with the landlords. So it's, it's, it's a very difficult process, I believe, and to be in the rental business. And if you are a renter, that relationship doesn't seem to be the easiest right now in a lot of town. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. So there's this idea that the rental market in Quincy is not very good, meaning there isn't enough inventory maybe the rates are too high. Uh, there's reasons why there's not a lot of inventory. There's a reason why the rates are high, if they are high. Uh, but we have to talk about what the what landlords expect, what tenants expect, and what the city expects. These are all mostly the same, mostly all of the same expectations, except <laughs> I guess you could say that some of the some of the landlords in town maybe are not doing what they need to do on an individual basis to make sure that their properties are kept up. So the question is, uh, what is the base level of quality that is needed for a good rental? Is there something that is in place with the city that says that? No, not yet. They've no. tried, but it didn't go through when uh, that well, that was attempt was made last year, and it really did. It really kind of fell through. Fell. But on. There's a base of something, right? Like you can't yeah, have, there for is. example, a gas leak. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, that's you have to have running water. Yes. That's a legal issue. Yes. Like that's just yeah. So one thing though. Um, so Bob, I'll, before I talk about what the city says they want, and I'll I'll, I'll just come out and say that. Whenever, you know, you know, the whole idea of, of one bad apple spoils the bunch. Yeah. That is kind of what's happening. So, for example. On both sides, renters and landlords, probably. Yes. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. But the city doesn't want to offend anybody and they mm -hmm. want to do the right thing. And and the, the problem, though, is... Um, this idea of equal attention to all of the different landlords and keep everything the same across the board. So good landlords don't necessarily have a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they don't, they won't have necessarily a problem with keeping their units up to spec, but I will say this is truly when you get all of the rental units in a list and really, if you have a big spreadsheet of them, start with the lowest incomes, and go and do walkthroughs up to say uh, 600 bucks a month and start there. But what happens is you get people who have $1,300 rentals, $900 rentals, 850. There's nothing wrong with these units, but the landlords have to take time off of work and, and go deal with these regulations. And 
instead of because they don't want to attack or target certain I'll just slumlords. Mm-hmm. They don't want to uh, they don't want to single them out. But it's a business, is it not? Like you knew, I mean, anybody knows when you go into this as a property owner that there are going to be times where you have to take off work to I mean, uh, my husband's tenant, um, you know, we have to take off work to go fix the toilet because the toilet's running. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you knew ahead of time going into this that you're going to have to, I mean, it's a job. It it is what it is. It's a job. So like, I feel like uh, also if good landlords don't have a problem with these things, then why is this base thing a problem? Trust. Trust. What do you mean? So why couldn't like a base line of these are human livable conditions why, why is it's, that a problem it's kind of like this if i ask somebody do you believe in human rights and that person goes of course mm-hmm. says okay so do you think transportation is a human right and you go uh, uh it's called walking well <laughs> may you know so there's this idea where um just because something is called what it's called, it doesn't mean that is it, it is what it is. So you, we can all agree that you can say, generically speaking, that people deserve good base level housing. But then when you actually put that into practice, practice about what that means, all of a sudden good landlords um, are, are all of a sudden shelling, they feel like the, the possibility of them shelling out extra cash maybe hundreds, thousands of dollars that they would normally not have done but for to bring what? up to code. I, I, what's the, the code is what I'm, I guess what, I'm asking. We don't know. I don't know what the code is. But if we come up with a code that is just basic human living conditions, which I thought that was already in place, but maybe not, um, I don't see what the big deal is. And if people want those $600 rentals where, I mean, all you, you have are is running water, this, this, or this, who's to stop both sides, you know? So do you, like, so I've, I, I've been through this so, so many times. It's kind of like this. Um, when you're rebuilding an apartment, do you think you absolutely have to have fire code X, three quarter inch, double sided drywall on both sides of the wall or not? Yes or no? It's easy, right? It's not easy. I'll, I'll go even further. Do you think it's fair in the year 2023 when we have the technology that if you want to build a restaurant in one of these downtown places, like, so this is now, now we're talking about commercial real estate, not mm-hmm. residential. Do you think it's fair to make sure that all of the new rehab construction has sprinklers or do you want people to die? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, do you, are, are, you, are you saying that like baseline fire isn't like the base necessity of human life? You don't want to put that money into a sprinkler system? Well, the developer says, yeah, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. So I'm now I'm jumping to commercial real estate. But mm-hmm. the idea is, for example, if you've got three toilets in a residential, I'll, I'll go back to residential. If you've got three toilets in a residential home, what happens if the city says these have to, these toilets have to be 0.5 gallons per flush? But why? Why? Because that's the basic level code of decency when you're trying to build a base level code for the future. Because we care about the planet. But I don't think that's what these people are arguing. I, I don't. Think, I think they're arguing I, for no. Just, they're 
they're arguing because they don't know what the code's going to be. Also, but I think they're also just asking. I mean, all these people that have come to the city council are just at, I mean, they're not asking for five flush toilets, you know? They're asking for their black mold to be Or clean, they're asking or, for, but the, also the other problem is, though, they might be asking for things that are not as important or what have you. They, they might be asking for important things. And they might be asking for unimportant things. That I guess that's all in the eye of the beholder. But say they ask for something to be done and they say, I'm not paying my rent if you don't fix this. And they haven't paid their rent in three months. Then the landlord's like, well, you haven't paid your rent. And it's like, well, you haven't fixed my stuff. Then how does that get resolved? Who, who steps in in that situation? Usually goes to a civil court. So, and by, which by the way, I've, I've gone to court over evictions where the guy's got a meth lab in, in my unit hasn't paid the rent in five months, had a dog, can't have the dog, dog pees, I spend $5,000, I win in court, Yeah. and the guy, before he leaves, writes me a check for $25. That was four years ago. I'm never getting the $5,000 back. No. It doesn't matter if you go to court, it doesn't matter. So when someone is judgment proof, it means that even if you get a judgment in your favor, where's the money? Yeah. So I will say this, the people that say I've got black mold and this this landlord can fix it if 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 he puts on a new roof and, and rips out the infrastructure, seals the foundation, puts in the dehues, fixes up all the stuff, it all he's gotta do is spend thirty seven thousand dollars on this property and and I'll pay the rent. And the landlord's like, No. So we're talking But then you allow your tenant out of the lease. There I mean there that's I think should be Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's this it shouldn't be really an argument. It's, it's, we find this out. Okay. I have this. Well, you know, um, you still have to pay your, your rent. I'm not paying my rent until you so, do this. You know, it's, it, it all kind of yeah. boils down to basic human decency. Yeah. It also boils down to lack of trust in government because what will happen is the people who are against these regulations, they say, okay, so what you're saying is we're going to have this new addition to the city government. We're going to make government bigger. Taxes have to go up because they have to pay for the staff to go do do these things. Why so, aren't the renter? Why aren't the uh, property owners paying that? Yeah, they should be the ones paying that. Honestly, so I don't know. They should be. It's part of a business. The business that I you mean, chose to that do. Should I mean, be, that should be on there. The paying for all of this stuff should be on the property owners, shouldn't it? Paying for the paying city for program. The, yes. Yeah. I, so I mean, they're the, they're the ones making okay. the money off the so, people paying the rent. It's not a charity. Okay, so I mean, it, it, it should. I mean, it's, about, in some cases it can be, but again, boils down to basic human decency. Like we don't. It this is, is a business. It may just be a coincidence that my units are not, way above yeah. board. Okay, uh, just because I just don't want to have a, a, a bad quality product. Mm -hmm. So let's just assume. That the taxpayers don't. By the way, I'm not against what you're what you're right. both saying, but let's play this out. The city has a forced ensemble of a program. All the landlords have to pay into it. All landlords, right, or just property owners? All landlords. All landlords. All property. If you property if you owners? own rental property, you pay into okay. it. Do you have to have a license? Do you have to have a license to own no, a rental no, property? I'm, I'm saying. Do you what? have to have a license to own a rental property? No. Really? No. Really? Mm -mm. That'd be my first thing. No, you don't need a license. Oh. You need 20% down. When it, 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 <laughs> and a contract it, you or a borrow. lease. So you can't, you don't, ha if you want to have own rental property in Quincy and rent it to people, you don't have, have any license 
or pay a fee for that. Correct. Well, there you go. Okay, so let's add the fee to the landlords. Yeah. Let, let's do it, okay? So all the city employees, let's figure out what, what we're gonna pay them. Let's pay them, let's pay them a lot, right? A lot, let's staff it. Let's get the right team together. Let's staff it with- You can't, you, you can't pay that, you can't do that in terms of a government program. You can't- That's what we're that, talking that about. You though. can't work that, but you can't work the math back that way. What you have to do, these people are already gonna be part of whatever, the Bevelheimer's department. So if they're part of Bevelheimer's department, he has to add two people and he just says, okay, we need, um, we're gonna start charging 2%. You're gonna have to, every, any property owner who has rental property is going, we're starting to charge them a 2% fee on the value value of their rental property or whatever you however they want to I don't know I don't know how you figure out what the fee is but there should be some fee for this that then goes into this program that allows some of these changes to be made 2% I'm just spitballing I don't know so 2% went a long a way in other places well, well, well hold on so I just calculated what my annual out is going to be when yeah. I know how much I make yeah my rent, the people that are renting in this town, I just did the quick math on 2%, mm -hmm. which you know you might lower it to 1.5% or 1% or half percent. You may lower it. I don't it. know, that's why I just threw the know. number out there. I'll just tell you, if that happens, all the people who are whining and crying about the rent's too high. It's gonna go up. They can't whine and cry anymore, right? It's gonna go well, up. They can. So this is what happens. If you make the government bigger, the rents will go up and you will get a lot more human decency by the force of law. You will use force to drive prices up. But, you're, so. but I just can't believe that we've, you've got a system where you already have to have someone, someone has to inspect these properties already. And why is it that we don't have people who have rental properties paying something, I don't know what the percentage is. I don't know if it's a flat fee, if it's, you know, if there's a range, if, you're, if your property is X. If you say, okay, if you're gonna charge this much rent, then it's gonna be a percentage of that. I don't know what that number is, but there needs to be some way to have the property owners, if they wanna say in how their stuff is going to be managed, which is what they want, they don't want the city coming in on them, then they should contribute this in order to have a say in how this program is created, if it ever gets created. I'm saying you. right now, it's probably never gonna be created because the city council is gonna sit on their thumbs, but that's just me. So I, I, I think if you got all the landlords in town, they would be for that if some concessions were made. Sure. Such as, no pets, zero. No, hold on. You think that's, no, that but, is like a serious thing. But that's isn't serious. It, but isn't it a free market? Can't the unless landlord it's a, unless decide? It's it's not, that's what we're talking about, though. Every time you jam fees and licenses, it lessens the integrity of the free market. So The uh, the the, land, the uh, tenant has to pay a fee if they want a dog. Yeah, why, why is that a problem? If, if it's up for, like, if the landlord decides. But the landlord should be able to decide, number one, if there's pets or no pets, unless it's a service, unless it's a, totally you know. Can, can the landlord just take whatever the total fee is and multiply it by a reasonable multiplier, say of like two and a half or three, and that's what the fee is for the non-refundable pet deposit? I think deposit. it's the landlord's sure. decision okay. on what the, okay. the pet deposit is. You know, it's up, ultimately up to the landlord when it comes to the pet. Right, I'm yes, just saying if like there's, But yes, I totally agree though, if there is any kind of license or fee that the that the city is going to extract from, from uh, property, pardon me, from property owners, from renter rental property owners, yeah. The tenants are going to pay part of that. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Well, they everything always gets passed down yeah. to the customer. Yeah. All I'm taxes not saying, get passed I'm not down saying to the it's customer. an unfunded mandate. I'm saying, okay, so you're going to, if the fee ends up being $15, whatever, then okay, rent's going to go up 12 whatever. Something something that's close. Sure. They should be able to do, they should, yeah. You well, can't cap, you can't cap the rent if you're going to charge this thing. No. Yeah. So as long as everybody understands that the price of this is high rents in Quincy. So I think we they're are, already high. But yet, I was just about to no. say. Did you just say that? I was just no. looking at the high rental. <laughs> no. like, I was higher. just looking at the market. Higher. Higher. No, so. I think it also ultimately depends on the landlord. Uh, it, it If the landlord's going to eat the whatever, basic, decent, you know, human decency. I just realized, you know, um, again, I told you about Mike's tenant, uh, great tenants. I think they've been there for like 10 years in a condo that was similar to the condo that Mike lives in. Um, he need like, it's like, you need to, uh, raise your rent. <laughs> like, I, I mean, comparatively speaking and seeing like what everything else is, it's, it's, it's crazy to me, you know, um, I'm looking at this property, which is a condo of, you know, two or three bedrooms. And I just saw something on, you know, no, like a, on like really close by the river on the North side of town, a one bedroom for comparatively to the same price. I'm, I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know, there should be, uh, but people are gonna pay what they wanna pay too. Right. But again, I'm like, there are prices that are outrageous. Uh, it, it, it is, it kind of ultimately depends on the landlord and if what they wanna set it as. Uh, if you wanna have, I think he's continuing to stay like where it is. Cause like I said, 10 year tenants, that's really hard to find. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's why my boss, who he's also a property owner who owns the bar. I think that's why like everyone just, you know, he, most of all his tenants stay for just years and years and years. And a lot of it is because he's not raising the rent. It is what it was when, you know, you started. I know that like I'm eating costs, but at the same time I'm eating less costs by going through tenants through bad relations, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, sometimes is in a business, even you, you eat the cost for it in the long run. So. Or you eat it, you eat it short term. So you, yeah. in, in the long run, you're gonna be okay. Of there's course. a little, there's a little upfront process. So, um, I want to move on real quick, uh, to the next uh, topic we want to talk about because it also sort of deals with, uh, I mean, the rental thing is a citywide issue, not necessarily a downtown issue, but also we have the downtown issue of, uh, of the concerts and, uh, something that, uh, so we have, most of the concerts have been approved of. They're going to be playing over at, uh, on the rail in the city owned lot next door. Um, a couple of them are going to depend on what the city ends up doing with that property. I know that, uh, you know, Scott, uh, has, Scott uh, Edlin has made a, a good attempt to bring some of the, bring some really good acts in and to put on some good shows. And some people have enjoyed them. Some people had issues with them. And uh, I think what Scott's trying to do right now is work with uh, the city and also work with the neighbors to say, hey, let's, let's make this happen. Um, obviously, anything that brings people to Quincy is what we're all kind of shooting for here, right? So I don't know why we wouldn't all kind of work together a little bit on, more on this. Now, that being said, before you go to the city council, before you start signing contracts with all your artists and everything, you might want to have every eye dotted and t-crossed i mean that's 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 to be that's i'm saying that as well so but anyway i, I went to the couple of the concerts last year had a great time looking forward to going to them this year hope they do well and uh again it's just, just like with blues in the district or anything else let's bring more stuff you know when the weather's nice let's bring more stuff to do 
you know, not in downtown, but all over town. If people want to have concerts in Mormon Park, hey, I'd be willing to do that too. So, who are the people who don't want those concerts? The Lincoln Douglas people apartment dwellers. Apparently, the music was too loud, too late. Now I know they cap it at uh, at Blues and Districts capped at what nine thirty. So, and Scott said that the main acts will play early, and then they'll have like the. The, the the supposing headliners will then play afterwards and then so if if it gets late they'll just go and the, the main players will go right off the bat and play so that's one good thing and then a couple other people downtown were didn't didn't like the way scott was conducting his business or whatever but still i think he's put on some good shows i've had a lot of fun there and i hope that you know everybody can kind of agree to, to make this a success so yeah so if I noticed that, that kind of behind the scenes, there's people who don't really like these concert series. I'm not one of them. I, I like seeing as much music as possible, as much art, entertainment downtown. And uh, I think there's a, I don't know if there's a, there, there, there's a healthy rivalry downtown right now in Quincy. And it, no one is really rooting against each other that, that I can see. There's a, actually really a lot of music venues kind of opening up downtown in terms of yeah. what experience Quincy's doing with the X company, the um, armory, the armory yeah. is, you know, and there's, uh, there's a, what's the, what, what's the wedding venue that just got rid of Corinthian and the venue the or two. Yeah. And the venue. Yeah. I mean, so there's lots of stuff happening. I think it's the outdoor stuff that is the issue or maybe uh, the fact that Scott is pushing into the Newcomb hotel uh, property. Uh, that was a close one. It was. Um, <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff uh, irritates other property developers, but I don't really see a problem with uh, people putting on live events downtown Quincy. Now, in terms of in terms of <laughs> um, getting the acts, bef you know, what is it? Um, Carp for the horse. Carp for the horse or uh, <laughs> asking, what is it? A asking for permission or, uh, yeah. or, question, or forgiveness. Though, can we clarify that? Did he, uh, did he not get permission from the mayor? There was not, it wasn't approved by the city council. But did he not have a conversation with the, the mayor that conversation, said, hey, get the, on this? If it's not signed, it doesn't matter. Don't take some, if you've dealt with our local government in any way, shape or form. True. Yeah, I, I want something in writing. I guess. Yeah. I think he's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't see the issue. I mean, I, I understand that, yeah, there's a developer interested. There's always been a developer Okay, interested. well, that lot's been vacant for, what, almost 10 years yeah, now? Like it's not let, longer than 10 years? I mean, for, and plus, what are you really going to put there? I mean, it's not that big. Amphitheater? Well, <laughs> not hardly. Well, that, I don't think, one, why couldn't Scott buy it? They won't sell it to him. It? They won't sell they it won't to sell him. They won't sell it to him. You know, I'm assuming because it doesn't have the ordinance plans or whatever for the square. No, because he puts on too has, many live acts. I guess. <laughs> but it's like. Scott, I don't think you put on too many live acts. I think I'm just it's saying. amazing. It's like he you, he's doing what we are supposed he's to do. He's busting he, his he, ass he trying to make this like stuff work. Grassroots style of yeah. bringing, bringing this yeah. stuff in. You know, he's not getting He didn't tax need some money. committee. He went or, and did it. Yeah, and he didn't get tax money to do yeah. this. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. My headphones are really freaking take them off they're they're no. making me as mad as this poor like i feel bad for the guy yeah. because yeah. like he really did um you know he put his all behind it he took risks own personal risk i mean yeah is he making money off these things yeah but that's how it's supposed to be done yeah. where you take it out of your own pocket 
and make these risks. And now look at like what the city is doing to him, like in the in regards, like you took this risk and and you, you did it for who? I mean, ultimately he kind of did it for the Quincyans, you know, like that's what we wanted, right? Was yeah. uh, bringing people, you know, the, the cry was bring live acts here, bring, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's lost more money than he's made at some point in time on some of these acts because yeah. of weather and this and this. So like when we have this cry and then, um, you know, you have people that want to do things like this and then, I don't know, this stamp down on him, I like, like to, just dunk. I like to make the observation that in Quincy, sometimes you have to rescue a tree full of kittens before you put on a live act. You have to show that your altruistic nature. You have to show like how good of a guy you are before you take a risk. Sometimes in the back doors of like what I hear people say about these kinds of things, it is a, uh, why doesn't he do it like this? Why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't so-and-so, why does it? I mean, it's a lot of chitter chatter about the way that somebody isn't doing it the way that they think it should be done. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I applaud anybody downtown Quincy and other places too, but downtown Quincy is kind of where, where I think stuff needs to really push. And, and the fact that he's pushing the edge and, um, and yeah, I mean, if but, he's booking, did did he book a big downtown Trace, Quincy? Isn't really helping him though. Be bait Tracy Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Tracy Lawrence. So that's a pretty big act, right? Yeah. And is that that event has not been okayed by the city yet? No. Correct. No. So it's possible. So, but the first three acts mm -hmm. out of the five, the yeah. first three events have been approved. So the reason why the next two haven't been approved, I don't know if that's politics or if that's. I mean, we need politics to in, in downtown of, Quincy or like, it's kind of like um, this this ghost developer that won't show his face or her face about, you know, there's I'll someone tell you what, though, I guarantee you once we figure out who it is that we'll find out that, you know, they have ties with people in the cities this way or that way. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Guaranteed. that guy. Yeah. Now I know why yep. there's so much pushback against uh, this. Somebody knows somebody. I mean, ultimately, I it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't push it back just for the sake of. Do you, do you, and then the do you other think the thing, city should have just okayed all five instead of absolutely. Just oh yeah, yes. this is a really bad no doubt look about on it. their part, in my opinion. Right. Um, and honest, to tell yeah. him, and to turn and tell him that, hey, you need to clean this up afterwards. Which, hey, that's fine. I mean, I think he, he should. He should, yeah. and I think he does but we're not talking about the fact that it's supposed to be clean in the first place and that we have tax dollars that, you know, are generated towards that. But also blues, I mean, blues has volunteer groups who come in and clean up the park after Afterwards, blues. Yeah. Yes. And I, that's, I mean, I think that's, that's the way it should be that, done. That's totally should be done that way. But like we're, we're pushing and pushing and pushing at him, but we're not pushing at the fact that, you know, yeah. this was supposed to be clean in the first place. Yeah. It's all about who you know. You know, a lot of the people, a lot of the leaders in Quincy, whether you like them or not, uh, and, and by the way, somebody who puts on a show like this and puts on events like that, that person is a leader, okay? And I don't know oh, Scott, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know Scott that well at all. Uh, I, I just know the things I know of him are all positive. Yeah. Um, but it seems to me that whenever I talk to leaders in Quincy, sometimes when we're sitting back, talking about it, they say to themselves, why do I even do this for this town? Yeah. Why Why do I try so hard? Every time I stand up and someone says, we want Quincy to be better, we want to think more growth oriented, and then someone is kicking me, like making it difficult. Growth in Quincy is harder than it should be. And this is a good example of it. Now I do understand 
the people who are in bed by 8 p.m. Right. In the Lincoln Douglas apartments, I, I can see why they don't like some of this. But, um, yeah, it's a guy who is pushing the envelope and bringing stuff to Quincy. So well, let's go. Well, also, I think if, uh, you know, if he had if Scott had an extra nine or ten million dollars, maybe he could just build his own facility. But, you know, apparently that's what the school district's doing. Not for entertainment purposes, mind you. Real quick, though, <laughs> whoever gets that lot, you do realize, I mean, I'm assuming whoever the developer that gets that lot is going to get. I mean, you would know, like, because you're you know this more than I do, but it is this uh, area where they're going to get TIF money. They're going to get development money. They're going to get all this money. And um, this is kind of going towards whoever's developing this, but who are they developing it for? You know, is this going to be something that is an amphitheater for all of Quincy or is this? On that lot? Huh? On that lot? I'm no. being a it's, little facetious okay. here. I was going to say, it's um, size my of postage stamp. My, my point that I'm trying to make is one individual versus a community. Like who's, ha who, why are we fighting? I don't know, the happiness of the community I think should come before this individual who is developing their property, which was sold for what, 96,000 or something is what they were asking for it. It hasn't been sold yet. Okay, again, but it's been on the market for however long, long just time. sitting there. Yeah. There's been multiple bidders. Well, have they been? Have they actually been serious, or have they, or have they just looked at it and said, "Oh my God, this isn't going to work"? Or has the city nixed their plans? I think yeah, I mean, you have to. Has been all of that. Bring plans. The city. I I I am not sitting. I'm kind of talking out of school when I'm talking about what the city is doing behind clo closed doors because I don't know. But I know there's been some bids put out there. And but to your point, Brittany, um, the idea you know, this idea of uh, self-interest versus a more altruistic feeling is what you're talking about. And I think that- And the, the, you do the some, money that's going towards it's, it. It's kind of like, the, well, the money, so that's like big players going in and they're like, okay, I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna spend $10 million, but I want you to help me. Mm -hmm. So give me 500,000 out of TIFF, something like that, right? So then- Or like, other or tax incentives too, not just TIFF. I think just like developer, I don't know. Or food, yeah. food and beverage. Sure, whatever. Just take whatever. Just take whatever. Yeah. Take, from, take whatever you want. From us, give it to them. Yeah. And then also take our concerts too. Yeah. Hey, but whoever buys that lot um, probably needs to do something good for, for themselves and then by extension, doing something good for the, for the town of Quincy or that in reverse, right? Because whenever you do, because no matter what, you can't get away from the self-interest point of this. Right. It's a bit. It's for it's everybody's going to buy it for business, right. and that's understandable. But yeah. again, the city has certain parameters. It's got to look a certain way. You can't just throw whatever up there. Not, not like you can slap a C store there. I mean, they're not going to let that happen. So, um, but anyway, let's let's go ahead and move on to the next subject while we have a little bit of time. I was at the Quincy School Board meeting on. Uh, Wednesday night, and uh, the the bus barn project uh, got a lot more expensive over since the last time that we'd written anything about it, um, because the the school district decided, well, we're going to take our transportation department and our maintenance department and our IT department. We're going to move them all out there under one big happy roof. But now it's going to cost $7 million for a new building on top of the $2.1 million we already spent on the property. So it's a lot of money to Seven put some mil. buses in a garage. I mean, well, not when you compare it to the $4 million roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheap. 
<laughs> so what's cheap what's expensive is the roundabout expensive or is the quincy bus bar or or is the bus barn cheap which, which is it so let, let's be serious so uh if you quoted anything if you got any proposals before 2020 before yeah. 2020 and then you're trying to do it now okay it's gonna be more expensive 30 percent more expensive that's yeah that's what richard McKinney said be, because the inflation rate's 30 percent uh not 8.9 Thirty percent. Uh, what is your opinion on how much a bus barn should cost? So the Shirelings sold that building, right? Yes. And uh, they developed that building. Mm -hmm. Did a great job. Indoor soccer in Quincy is functionally dead. Yeah. And, uh, for, for Quincy being a soccer town, I'm gonna start crying about this right now. Uh, Mela might, might might not be too happy about it either. But if you want a bus barn, how much does it currently cost? for the housing for all the buses. I don't even know how many buses we have. Well, you, the problem is you've got it at 20th and Hampshire right now. You're like oh. 80, there's like 85 buses. Why? Right, okay, but why how much does it problem? cost? Because of the noise ordinance and, the, and it was loud and they had to move it because the uh, Illinois EPA had said they were making too much noise in the neighborhood now. The buses had uh, changed to- I wonder to, how many people lived there before. Um, but, a lot, a lot, but a lot of people were complaining about it though. It's I mean, still, it had gotten, we had done where, stories on it. No, no, the buses got louder problem. because oh, they used oh. to, buses used to run quietly. Now they're louder with the- that's some really our, loud noises at 6 a.m. I get it. Okay. So now they have the backup. I got it. Yeah. Okay. And then just the traffic in general but anyway. My so. question is, how much does it cost right now to house the buses? I, I it's in some old this building. Is, it's like... And it's also at Flynn. It's at Flynn. So but those pumps are... Go they, had, they said last night also, the, a new thing was the pumps had to be replaced at Flynn anyway because they're, they're past their life. So they had to put... They got to put those... They have new pumps anyway. So, so that's great. Put your new pumps at your new place. That's fine. Open up your building. Put your 85 buses in there. I just don't see how that costs $10 million. I just don't. Wait, is it 10 or 7? Okay. It's I'm talking about overall grand scheme, adding the cost of the land and everything. Oh, the $7 million doesn't include the cost of the building? No, the $7 million is the building. Okay. The 2.1 for the land. He's um, asking, wasn't I mean, that included? No, no, it's total. No, it's two point one for the land, seven and seven for the building. Oh, so ten. And so and with 10 contingencies, mil? and once it runs, yeah, it's at like nine point whatever right now. It's going to be ten by the time it's okay, all done. Okay, so add twenty percent. Yeah, because whatever they're saying it's going to cost isn't true. <laughs> you can't listen. It doesn't matter. Like when you're in government, and this is like I don't know if we're going to have any school board discussions next week or not if we're going to talk about elections i don't know if we're going to talk about that or not but people who are running for government these people <laughs> i cannot believe this let's call it nine or ten million whatever it is when i texted you earlier i thought it was seven i mean i was choking at my desk down the street over seven mil million i don't understand how when we somebody please help me please like help me i'm going crazy at 40th and state it's a $4 million problem. No, it's not. The bus barn situation is a $10 million problem. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not a problem. It's not a $10 million problem. It's a, it's a lower number than that. It's like, it is incredible what, what people are doing. When you say the, the school is going to cost a certain amount of money. No, it's not. Like, it's never right. You can never get a straight answer out of anybody. And the, the costs go up and up and up. Listen, our 6th Street project, 
original Sixth Street project, and I don't want to shoot a hole in this thing because it's already passed, it's already good, and it's good for Quincy. It is. It, it's amazing. That every time, like as a person who was invested in that property and a person who signed on early, early, early and like pushed for it, the original cost of that project wasn't $4 million. When it got to 1.7, I was like, that's kind of crazy. Then I went to 2.2, then 2.7. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't raise the price on those things. I'm not right. charged the price. These prices go yep. up and up and up. It's out of control. Do they and go this up is, after it's been approved though? Is that like kind of the reason why things go up? Like something gets approved and then it goes up and up and up. Like once you put it, like you said, once you put it in the well, hands of government, we have change. You'll also have change orders yeah. when things need to. You know, things aren't built quite right or whatever. And then the contractor, if somebody with said organization says, "Oh, I think we need to do this differently," that's great. It's going to cost you to fix it, though. Otherwise, just saying, "Oh, just leave it alone." You know, engineers, architects, whatever, uh, they all have to have their change orders. And then if they're going to change something, obviously, that's going to cost more money. So that's all. That also plays into it too. Yeah, it it does. And then with government contracting, where government engineers particularly when they're looking for bids when buyers are looking for bids and looking for logistics and engineering sometimes they will over engineer it um so for example uh, my company um sold a piece of equipment and it was specced down and it cost uh, $90,000 the state came in and jacked it up to a $400,000 piece of equipment so a $90,000 piece of equipment became a $400,000 piece of equipment. How? It's not even like, right? But it goes back to like the bus barn. It's, it's this what I'm relating it to. Right. It's, here's what you need, but you could do this and this and this and this and this if you wanted to, and then add 20%, you could do that. And everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah. that would be beautiful. That would be so nice. Well, also the other thing that you have to factor in with bus barn, of course, was prevailing wage, which, you know, that's a big deal too. <laughs> prevailing wage. It's a living wage. It's prevailing wage. That's what it's called. That's what the yeah. state calls it. Yeah. When you have a contract, this is obviously a government con- government deal. State schools are part of state government. Um, it's considered that. So, yes, you have to pay prevailing wage to the contractors. So they mm-hmm. can hire, you know, Moss will, Moss Construction got the bid. He'll pay, he'll pay his guys prevailing wage. But it was still the cheapest bid. The other bids were like 7.7 and 7.8 million. It was still the cheapest bid. What's the IT aspect of it? The IT department's gonna go out there. What does that mean? Like the people who fix the school's computers, they're gonna have their offices out there. Well, I mean. They'll probably put their servers out there and do all that stuff as well. All that, all the techie stuff is gonna move out there. Cause right now they are they are in a crappy little basement in the board office. I mean, yes, they, they can use it. Isn't a, technology, I mean, I'm not trying to advocate for spending it, but like technology is like, Right. The wave of the future, this, this, that, right alone. You still have to have a place to put your servers. Well, I'm going to say, isn't that going to just grow and grow and grow? I mean, eventually, like, aren't these kids going to have to learn from their computers again because we're all going to get locked down or something, you know? There's never been a time in human history where technology has not been important. Like the the hammer, wheel, fire. Yeah. It's all technology. And now we have new technology and we keep on... um, because we're not inventing anything, we're just discovering things. Well, we're probably going to have to house our robots out there and 
and other things. So and Chat GP is going to do Club Muddy next week too. So or cool. whatever it's called, Chat GPT four. They're already yeah. on the fourth generation yeah, of it. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they'll. You we'll, know what? We'll turn it over to them next week. <laughs> they're gonna look good and sound so good. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull us out of the water, Bob. <laughs> Well, all right, we're going to all go now and uh, take care of some other stuff. Uh want to thank, uh, who sat in this week? You sat in this week. <laughs> We've been a revolving door lately, yeah. so a lot, of, a lot of turnover, but that's okay. So, But anyway, thank you guys for uh, being here, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Muddy River News. Our home, our news.